Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So we are still in the month of February, and I have mentioned this in the past two episodes this month, but I am doing themed months in 2023, and February's theme is the theme of love. And as cliche as that is, I am trying to pick books that approach the topic from different angles or different perspectives. So the previous two episodes were the books Bare Necessity and the book Darling. One is about a father-son relationship, and then the other one is about this young woman sort of on her pursuit of love, but it actually ends up being a little bit more about familial love. And it's kind of funny because I kind of got that book, Darling, and this book kind of mixed up in terms of my expectations for what the books were going to be. So to kind of explain, I assumed that the book, Darling, which is about this you know young woman sort of going out into the world, living her life on her pursuit of love, that it was going to be more about romantic love. And this book is Love Untold by Ruth Jones, which you will have seen from the title. And I assumed that this book was actually going to be more about familial love, just because it's about four generations of women. But what was kind of funny and what ended up happening is that by reading the books, they ended up being switched. So Darling really ended up in my opinion, being much more about familial love, whereas this book, which is what I thought it was going to be, was a lot more about the romantic relationships than I had expected. All that being said, I also have zero preconceived notions that this is a book that any of you will have heard about before. I did not, because just for the sake of total transparency, I do not read romance books. It is very rare, very occasional, and it's really more when I just want something kind of like light and fun, maybe a little smutty or whatever. Like I just, (laughs) I want a break from maybe classics or heavy literature. Like reading a romance book is something that I would read after reading A Little Life, for example. Because to be honest, I have yet to find a lot of romance books that just aren't hokey. Like, I'll just say it. Like, all of them are like very cheesy, very corny, and it's very, very, very rare to find one that isn't. And I think, personally, I think that's why Normal People by Sally Rooney was so big and so successful because it's one of these rare romance books that's not only very real, but just not hokey or corny or cheesy in the slightest. And that is not really against romance books because I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, that's exactly why I read it. Like, that's the only genre that I read. And I totally, totally get that. This is just from my perspective. So I don't know why then I decided to choose love for the monthly theme for February. It's honestly just because of Valentine's Day and I just decided to lean into it. 
But because I don't read a lot of romance, I did have to click around online, do a little bit of research and look for books. And there is one book that I did know that I wanted to do. And that's one that I'm going to do next week, which is My Policeman by Beth Ann Roberts. And that was actually turned into a movie uh, last year with Harry Styles. So you can look that up. That one I did know that I wanted to do because I've heard a lot of great things. It seems like a classic. Sure. But for the rest of them, I really had to do some research. And this book is one that came up in that research. Also, I do want to add just for credibility reasons that I do know good romance books like Atonement, My Policeman, there are some others, but I specifically wanted to do romance books that are coming out this year or I just came out last year that are a little bit more with the times, if you will. So all that being said, this book came up amidst that research. And again, it is Love Untold by Ruth Jones. That is also something that clicked with me just this week. You could say that the monthly theme is love, obviously, but it actually turns out that all of the books I'm reviewing on the podcast this month are also by UK writers. So you could also say that that is the theme for this month. It also works um, just so I've said it. But anyway, the point I was really trying to get across is that this is not a book that I would probably even look at in the bookstore. And even if I did, I'd be like, okay, like, sounds nice, like not for me. And I'd probably put it back. Um, So that is part of the reason why I kind of like doing these monthly themes because it also kind of pushes me a little bit out of my boundaries. And I even have like very broad boundaries for reading. I read pretty much everything. Like I said, not a lot of romance, but even that I do read that occasionally. Like I'll try some stuff or if I want something lighter or more fun. So There isn't a lot that I don't read, but even so, it is nice to do these monthly themes to really make sure that I'm expanding my horizons, I guess. All right, but I have talked your ear off and enough of the preamble. Let's just get into the meat of this episode and what this book is actually about. So as I mentioned, it is about four generations of women. You have the great-grandmother, Grace the grandmother, Alice, the daughter, Ellen, and then the granddaughter or great-granddaughter, Becca. And the book essentially opens with Grace, who is going to be turning 90, and Ellen is planning a party for her. But we do learn some sort of event or something that happened, and we learn about this mysterious person named Alice. And you're led to believe that she's dead, but then you quickly learn that she's not dead, that that's just the lie that this family is telling to the outside world, but also to some family members, just because she is completely estranged from the family. So even though this book is predominantly a family saga or drama, there is a little bit of that mysterious element because throughout the book, you're really wondering what was this event that caused this massive rift in the family for this person to just completely disappear and become estranged from the family. And the way that the book is structured is that it does jump between timelines, but it is very, very clear. It's never confusing and it's only two timelines. So it jumps between 2022, which is the one timeline. And then the second timeline is between 1968 and 1971. So it jumps between the past and the present. 
But what it also does is that each chapter is from a different character's perspectives. So initially, we're introed into the book from Grace's perspective, and then it jumps to Ellen, and then it jumps to Becca. Eventually, we get to Alice because we know that she's alive, um, and that's when you slowly start learning a little bit about what exactly happened and a lot of this family drama. And so throughout the book, Again, it is jumping between the past and the present, but it is also shifting periodically throughout the entire book, shifting between all of these different characters' perspectives, which sounds way more convoluted by me explaining it, but I will say that the author, Ruth Jones, did an incredible job keeping it very clear, very concise, and it was never confusing. Thus, this was also a very easy read. It is like 400 pages, I believe. So it's starting to get up there a little bit. It's still kind of like on the shorter side for a book, Um, but it is a very, very easy read. So you'll breeze through it a lot faster than you might think. And I do have to say, even though I don't think this is a book that I would normally buy for myself or take home, I do like the premise a lot. I do like that it is about these four generations of women because part of the subtlety of the novel is really seeing life from these four different women's perspectives because they're all in these different stages of their life. So you're really seeing a woman's life from, you know, 90 years old, but then also from 70 something years old, 60 something years old, and then Becca, who's like 16. So you're getting all of these phases of a woman's life, but at the same time, you're also getting very different perspectives because they're all kind of similar in a lot of ways because they're all a family and there's a lot of fucked up family behavior that they repeat, but at the same time, they're also very different in a lot of ways. And so not only are you seeing a woman's life in these different stages of her life that, you know, will happen, but you're also getting very different personalities mixed in as well. And you might be like, yeah, duh, that's the whole point of the book. But I do say that that is the subtlety to the novel, just because what is more overt is all of the drama and the tea and the rift that basically happens in this family. So that is why this is a great book if you are somebody who just loves gossip, like you just want all the family drama, the tea, the secrets, like you just want to know all of that stuff for other people. (laughs) But this is not a great read. I think if you have enough of that in your own life, um, it might be a bit much, but that's just my opinion. Oh, I do also want to mention this. So I said at the beginning of this episode that it turned out that all of the books that I'm reviewing on the podcast this month are by British authors or set in the UK. Uh, So same goes with this one. It is set in Wales and it fluctuates between Cardiff and what I believe is a fictional town. I'm going to have so much egg on my face if this place is real. I tried to look it up, but it's called Dylan's Quay. Um, Also going to have egg on my face if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, So any Welsh listeners, (laughs) uh, please feel free to DM me. But I did want to mention it just because it is a cool element to the story. I don't think that there's a lot of books that are set in Wales, at least not a lot that I'm familiar with. And I also wanted to mention it because I feel like the location is 
Um, I don't know if it's a full character in the story, but it really comes close. And I'm also going to mention that as an American reader, like I do live in Europe, but as an American reader, I can attest to the fact that you don't have to have any prior knowledge of whales before reading this because there are, you know, some food dishes, there are a couple words, Welsh words that are thrown into this, but you don't have to have any prior knowledge of whales for this story to fully hit or to fully make sense or what have you. And I do think that's important to mention because I did read a book, a very coming of age book about Scotland and this working class or a girl that comes from a working class family in Scotland and it's called Duck Feet. It was fantastic, but that is not something that I would recommend to the general public or American readers unless you already know a lot about Scotland <laughs> just because um, it is written in dialect. There's a lot of cultural stuff that's included. So that's why I want to mention it just because there is this Welshness to the book and the location really is almost a character in the book and it really adds to the story, but having any prior knowledge of whales is not necessary. And this might be kind of obvious, I don't know, maybe not, but this is also a great read for those who have been wanting to read a family saga because I feel like there has been a lot of family sagas that have come out recently, or at least in recent years, that have been really popular and everybody's talking about them. Um, but this is actually a great read if you've been wanting to read a family saga, but the ones that are out there are either way too long or way too heavy. So this is a really nice one because there are some heavy topics, a lot of heavy family drama and things going on, but it's not as heavy as like The Eighth Life or Colson Whitehead books. And if you don't know those books or don't know what I'm talking about, just disregard. So there are a lot of great things about this book, as I have said. However, this would not be a brutally honest book review if I didn't air my grievances. So the start of which, I'll start off neutral before I build, okay? So my neutral comment would be, this book would make a great Reese Witherspoon book club pick, okay? And depending on who you are, depending on what type of reader you are, that can either be taken as derogatory or non-derogatory. I have talked about this before. I think the people who view that as a compliment are like, what the fuck are you talking about? How could that be seen as derogatory? And I have talked about this before. Sometimes Miss Witherspoon picks some great books, okay? Sometimes. But even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, okay? And the rest of her picks are pretty basic, pretty cliche, frankly, pretty not good. That is my personal opinion. Um, I feel like I might have offended a lot of people who are listening to this. And I do want to clarify that uh, the books that she picks, if you like them, I understand it. Okay, I do. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, why would you like this garbage? Like, just because I don't like them and have that opinion doesn't mean that I don't understand their appeal. Okay, so my next point that I want to mention, this is a, what I would call a light spoiler, okay? Um, it's not really spoiling the plot. It's not like I'm telling you some twist or some major piece of information that gets revealed to you later in the book. 
you already know that they've been lying that Alice is dead and Alice is not dead, okay? But if you're a reader who wants to know absolutely nothing because this sounds really good to you, really interesting to you, then just skip ahead a little bit. Um, but if you don't care, because again, I would say this is a light spoiler, if even that, um, then stay tuned. But again, if you just want to skip this, go ahead and skip ahead now, I guess. Okay, but for those of you who are interested, um, so Becca, the granddaughter or great-granddaughter, she's 16, so she ends up finding out that Alice isn't dead, and she doesn't find out till like later in the novel, kind of near the end, and this girl is not shocked, like not even shocked in the slightest. She's just like, oh, okay, like nice to meet you, like grandma. She immediately starts calling her Nana Alice. She has no fucking reaction. Same thing with some people in the town who have known this family for years and years and years, if not like decades. Like there's this woman who runs this cafe, okay? She's known Grace for decades. Like Grace goes there all the time, has like cake and tea. She's like super close to the family. Um, Alice just shows up one day and they're like, yeah, turns out Alice isn't dead. And she's just like, okay, oh my God, that's, that's so cool. And like, everybody just accepts it. It's just like, I'm sorry, but like nothing about that is believable. People would be shocked. People would have major reactions. So I'm sorry, Ruth Jones, but like that part of the novel needed to be changed. And maybe you had a page count to hit and maybe you had to like edit some stuff down and like cut for pages, but like girly pop, like what? Okay, so if you are somebody who went ahead and skipped ahead, hopefully you are rejoining us. Um, <laughs> however, I am just going to repeat myself because there's something else I wanted to talk about that is definitely a spoiler. So this is not a light spoiler. This is a true, true spoiler. So same thing all over again. So if you don't want to know this, go ahead and just skip ahead. Just like tap on that 30 second button a couple times. If you don't care, then go ahead and stick around. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that Ellen and her husband end up separating. And that is something that you get to see from you know, a female perspective. It's one of these sort of life stages. Something that can happen is going through rough times in your marriage. And so Ellen, uh, which is the character who's like 60, she's Becca's mom. So her and her husband end up splitting. Like he's a, he's a fucking cliche. Like he fell in love with this like, you know, 30 something vegan hippie yoga instructor whatever so he leaves and so they are getting a divorce like ellen is literally talking to a lawyer she's like sent him the papers like they're in the process of it you know emotions are high like i get that i get it's in the midst of it, it kind of all just happened however okay Ellen ends up sleeping also with this younger guy. He's like, is the gardener for like their neighbors or whatever. And like, good for you, girl, like get yours. But the thing is when her and her husband end up talking again near the end of the book and her husband is trying to reconcile and he's like, I fucked up. Like, I don't want this. Like, I want us to get back together. And so Ellen drops this bomb where she's like, oh yeah, like you want to get together again? Well, guess what? I cheated on you not only were you unfaithful, you were cheating on me with this vegan hoe, is that I was also unfaithful and I slept with this dude, like deal with it. Okay. I take so much issue with that because she is not unfaithful. Like she keeps saying, I'm unfaithful too. The marriage can never work because I also cheated. No, you didn't. 
girly, you did not cheat. Like you guys were fully separated, not only separated, but you were going through a divorce, like through the papers, the proceedings, like that's not being unfaithful. And I just like really want to point that out because that actually pissed me off. So Ruth Jones, like girly, what are you doing? All right. So if you're somebody who skipped ahead, hopefully you have rejoined us. Um, pretty sure that's like all the spoilers that I'm going to mention. Um, kind of for those reasons, I do think that this is a book for the reasons I mentioned and for the positives as well, like for the positives and the negatives, this kind of surprised me that this is a book that was published in 2022, just because the way that it reads and the way that it was written, this to me seems like a book that is from the early to mid 2000s. And not only that, but this seems like a book that would have done well in the early to mid 2000s, okay? Because after I read this book and then after I jotted down like all of my thoughts, I looked it up and it was like Sunday Times bestseller list, like all this praise. And I was like, "Mm, really? (laughs) Like, it's not bad. Like I would... I think I would give this book like three stars because it's very like middle of the road, you know, like it's a good, enjoyable read. It's not one I regret reading, but it's not something to like write home about either. I don't know. If any of you guys read it, as always, I would love to know what your thoughts are. Um, Some of my final conclusive thoughts or things that I jotted down, there is a plot twist at the end of this book and you know I love a good plot twist and this is a good one. I will say that. I did see it coming, but I do think that's just because I read so much. I don't think that the average reader would see it coming. Um, and that makes it a good one. Plus, there's also like an emotional element to it. So uh, 10 out of 10 plot twist. And I will say, as much as I was coming after Miss Ruth Jones, I will say that she really did a great job nailing family dynamics and also like fucked up family dynamics um, and just a lot of the things that would go on. So other than the whole thing with uh, Ellen that I mentioned before, that was the spoiler, like that aside, um, I really think that she nailed Ellen's character. Um, and I think it's part of her emotions and her rage and all of the things that she feels. And one of the things actually, which is more subtle and just kind of like an offhand thing, it's not something that's really dwelled on, is which was also very realistic, is the jealousy that Ellen feels like just momentarily, but the jealousy that she feels when Alice comes back into the picture and Alice is all of a sudden getting all of this love and attention, what have you, from her mother, Grace. But the thing is, Alice was gone all those years, right? Like decades and decades. She was just gone out of the picture. And maybe it wasn't decades and decades, but she was gone for so long. And Ellen was raised by Grace. So she sees Grace as basically like her surrogate mother, I guess. Like not 100% like a mother because she knows that it's her grandmother. Um, But she really stepped up and filled that role in her life. So all of a sudden, Alice just comes back into the picture. And naturally, Alice is Grace's daughter, right? So obviously a mother is going to you know, give all this attention and love to her estranged daughter who she missed and is able to reestablish contact with. But naturally, Ellen is going to feel this jealousy. And again, she just really nails that, which might seem kind of obvious, but the reason I was really impressed with it is because she was able to just kind of weave it in in more subtle ways 
near the end of the book. And it's not something that's really dwelled on or extrapolated out, but is still included. And it just kind of adds to a little bit of a richness and believability to the story. But I think that is all my thoughts on this book. Um, Oh, I do want to say that the cover art is not great. And I think that's part of the reason that I would be put off of this book um, because I am a snob. And I just, mm, I hate bad cover art. It's just like, I feel like it's so easy to do something pretty decent. Um, Not a fan of this one, but that's just me. Okay, so now I think I've said everything that I want to say on this book. Um, I mentioned it before. I would probably give this three stars. Um, I can definitely see why some people would rate this higher. If you have read this or you do end up reading it, I would love to know what you would rate it. Uh, Also, before I wrap up this episode, I do want to acknowledge the fact that I completely dropped the ball in the last two episodes um, for this month. I completely forgot to mention what rating I would give those books. Um, I'm pretty sure all of you guys know this, but just so it's said, um, if I ever forget to mention the star rating in an episode, because I'm sure it's going to happen again, you can always go over to Instagram where I always have that included. It's like on the image of the book. And also if you swipe, I give these little mini reviews on Instagram. Um, Like I list the genre, who it would be good for, and just a couple like short bullet point thoughts. Um, so yeah, so if I ever forget to mention it, it's always there. But with that said, we've reached the end of this episode. Next week's episode is our last episode for February and it is a good one. Like I mentioned, it is My Policeman by Beth Ann Roberts. Um, if you want to watch the movie before the episode, you could do that. You could also watch it after, uh, to make sure it's your cup of tea but you should definitely stay tuned for that one. And then come March, we have an entirely new theme and new set of books, but be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode, because like I said, I promise it is a good one. And in the meantime, be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is the biggest biggest way truly to support this podcast. And you can also follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. There is a ton more content over there. Um, I also introduced this year like iPhone wallpapers that you can screenshot. So that's a highlight. All sorts of memes, like other interactive shit over there. You can also follow along on TikTok at Brutally Honest Books. There are Uh, quite a few videos or series that I'm starting that are also just exclusive to TikTok. So if you want to check those out. And with that said, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.